Is this like ASMR? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I want iced coffee. So I think we'll just go straight into it. Hi, everybody. Oh my gosh. This is very exciting for us. It is our very first podcast. Um, for those of you who don't know, our names are Sophie and Jenna, and we are two best friends who have recently decided to start a podcast uh, just about life going through your 20s and the shitty time it can be, but you know, giving you some advice about how to make it a little bit more manageable. We generally just as best friends have conversations that are so, I mean, for us, entertaining, deep, relevant, and thought-provoking. And even our friends and family, aka Jenna's mom, who listen to our conversations say like, you should put this into a podcast. And we'll often like end conversations saying like, wow, someone else needs to hear this. So here we are. More so, our friendship is, I find, quite unique in the sense that we we get deep in our conversations and we talk about, you know, the nitty gritty and what's not so glamorous about Mm -hmm. growing up and being a young adult. And I just found like, it's something that if I was in my, you know, 15 and 16 year old self, I would want to know. And I would want to have some advice about this because it's scary. Like going into your twenties is scary. And it's a time when people expect a lot of you, expect for you to know who you are and what you're going to do. And yeah, that's intimidating. And so I think our goal here is just to make it a little bit more manageable for people. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much controversy in your like 20s years and there's so much pressure. And we often will have conversations where we have completely opposite views, Mm -hmm. but are able to respect that view. And even sometimes like change our view. And like part of your 20s is that trial and error of finding out who you are because like, oh my goodness, good for you if you know who you are, but like the heck if I know, like definitely not. So it's just like so great to have a person to be able to like help you figure out who you are while also like challenging the person that you think you are. So, so if like, I obviously know you very well. I've known you for, I want to say five years now, Mm -hmm. but our listeners know nothing about ourselves. And so if you can give them like your elevator pitch of who you are in a nutshell. Okay, so elevator pitch. In a nutshell, I am a go-getter, a goal setter. I'm 100% a doer. I'm a girl that always, except for COVID, but still pretty much during COVID, has a full schedule. Like my Google Calendar is my holy grail. I study marketing in school, so I'm a little marketing, I don't know, guru in the making, but I'm loving all things branding and working for an amazing company right now. But yeah, and I guess I'm just trying to sort this all out and figure out who I want to be long-term. Right. Jenna? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, very similar and very different in a sense. Uh, I also am studying business, but specifically I'm doing this weird program that's like an amalgamation of business and performing arts. Um, So I usually describe myself to people as just a creative. Um, I don't really know what that means yet. I don't know if that means that I want to, you know, go into performing arts or anything like that, or if I just want to use my artistic abilities to uh, better my, I guess, resume and performance qualities. 
Um, but I'm very interested in graphic design and food journalism are big focuses of mine. I love culinary arts. I love to bake. She's um, a good baker. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm a dog lover. I have two dogs. Um, and I am, I often describe, and I don't think of this as a weakness of myself, but I'm an anxious human being. I live with anxiety and it's just a part of who I am, I find. And I don't necessarily see that as a weakness. I see it sometimes as a strength. Um, but it's definitely something that has defined my personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well said, Jenna. Thank you so much. 100%. Um, okay. So let's just talk a little bit into why we started a podcast now. Um, mm-hmm. For context, it is currently December of 2020 um, in the midst of a global pandemic, um, mm-hmm. which has been a once in a lifetime experience too. Absolutely. It's unprecedented. Our favorite (laughs) word, not unprecedented. Um, But yeah, Jenna, why don't you delve into a little bit why we started this right now? Yeah. I mean, like everyone else, whether you are a creator or not, we're really bored. We're really just, it's true. We're feeling like we we lack a creative outlet. We lack, you know, things that we get excited for. And we just had so much energy and excitement about getting to this point in our life where, you know, this is where it starts. This is where you start building something for yourself. And we just kind of didn't really have a place to do that. And so we toyed with the idea for a while, I want to say for almost half a year. Mm -hmm. And we also just needed something to keep us connected, even though we are sometimes more than cities apart from each other. No, and I think like another part for both of us is, as Jenna said, like we're both studying um, a business realm of studies in universities. So where we study almost different sides, so Jenna's in more of a creative side and I'm more of like a marketing um, analytics side of business. We wanted an opportunity to create, develop, and explore these skills that we're learning in the lecture hall and like especially staying at home. It's starting to feel so pointless at times and so being able to have this outlet to practice and develop and and create for us makes Mm. all of that time studying almost worthwhile I mean whoever studies business that's listening like I think you get that same idea of you're being taught these skills and told you're gonna then go out and apply them and you kind of don't really get there yet and you're just like anxious to put them into place and so I think we're just trying to see you know can we apply our learnings at this point? Do we know enough to at least start a small scale business? Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think, yeah, like the next part of this question can kind of be broken up into two of like, yeah, why did we start this podcast? But a part of it is selfish. Why did we start it for us? Mm -hmm. So why did we start it for you? Like, what did we want you to get out of this? I'll start with the us. Yeah. Um, So Jenna and I, like she said, have been best friends for I think almost over five years, which is insane. Um, And as we know with COVID, like social distancing, it got really, really hard for Jenna and I to stay connected. And when, where we live, it gets really, really cold. So the weather started to get cold where we used to go on like our walks. It Mm -hmm. was just so uncomfortable that we could hardly talk. And so we went to FaceTime. And we're trying to think about things that we can do together while still apart, but there's not a ton that you can do. And we were having these calls and 
I think, like I said before, we just thought like this would be an awesome podcast. And this is the decision that we've come to to like stay together and stay connected and really do something positive during this kind of scary time. Yeah. And I think that's like, obviously this is a bit selfish. We want, you know, an outlet for us, as we said, we want this to be our our therapy of being able to Mm -hmm. talk stuff out that we're going through in this weird time, both with the fact that we're in our twenties and also that we're in a pandemic. Um, But also we wanted to do this for others and for people who might necessarily be going through an experience and not feeling like they have a community, especially right now. Um, and we've always described us and our relationship as being like to someone else, the big sisters you never had, Uh, just like talking about the stuff that's not necessarily, you know, so fun and easy to talk about, but is, is important to talk about because mainstream media isn't discussing it. And we don't claim that we know all the answers, especially since we are on, you know, the beginning half of going through our (laughs) twenties. But I think that's half the fun that we're, we're going through this shit together. All together. Yeah, we're just, we're trying to figure it out and we're trying to set a roadmap for ourselves. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect and we aren't going to make mistakes, but at least if we make those mistakes for you and it's, it's, you know, documented for you, it'll make your process a bit easier. That's our aim here, I'd say. But the last thing that I want to say about why we want to do this for you is um, something that both Jenna and I, I don't know if we have a fear of, but never ever want to have to say, I wish I knew that in my twenties because I hear so many people saying that I wish I knew that in my twenties. I wish I knew that in my twenties. And I know like, I want to know it in my twenties because in order to succeed and know those things, you have to search for the answers. So this is for all you 20 year olds who are searching for that answer that you want to know now and not when it's too late. Right. That's great like honestly that's exactly how I feel about not wanting to live feeling regretful or feeling like oh if only I had this you know secret key I my life would be completely different exactly and like oh my gosh we can talk about this at a future date but even like investment I am by no means an expert but I swear to every single heaven god whatever you talk to anyone over the age of 20 and they're like yeah I wish I started investing in my 20s right and so why aren't we all just hopping on that? I mean, I kind of have, but not really. But no, why aren't but we hopping? Aren't, yeah. Yeah. Why aren't we saying like, God, if we wish that now, why isn't someone coming back and saying, okay, I'm telling you so you don't feel that too. Like that just seems like a natural process to me of, I don't yeah. want that to happen to others. So we're going to do the research for you. We're going to find out what you need to know in your twenties so that you never have to say, I wish I knew that in my twenties. We feel like, you know, you've gotten a little bit of a handle of who we are, but we want you to know us intimately enough that you feel like, as we've intended you to feel, like we are your big sisters and someone you can come to and confide in. Um, So we took this segment directly from YouTube. Uh, Some of you probably heard of it before. It's called 73 Questions with Vogue. And basically what this is, is Vogue interviews uh, celebrities in their own homes or in their own workplaces and asks them 73 questions while they're doing their daily routines. And these celebrities need to respond immediately without thinking, without any ums or buts about uh, their responses. Mm-hmm. And so these are just you know questions all across the map, just about different things that you can get to know about us. Um, and we're gonna ask each other and try to answer as many as we can, rapid fire style. Rapid um, fire. Rapid fire to see you know, how well you can get to know us by the end of this. Okay. 
And to preface, I've never seen this list. Right. We have not pre-written any answers. So. <laughs> yes, we found this online and we just copied and pasted. So we are going to have our genuine reactions to them as we go. Yes. Alrighty. Okay. So if you ready? I'm ready. Question one. What is the best thing to happen to you this month? Uh, the release of this podcast. A hundred percent. Something that we've been that's waiting for. One. What's the best thing that's happened to you this month? Well, that's a great one. And I obviously feel the same, but I think something for me was I was recently hired to do freelance work for my graphic design for the first time. Yeah. Which is very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. We that's love, a good one. We love that for me. Oh. Okay. Your turn. And she's fantastic at it. Okay. Um, what is your favorite time of the day and why? Ooh. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to be very specific and say 10 a.m. I am a morning person, definitely with an evening person. I lose steam real fast and I need lots of sleep, but I like, you know, how energized I feel at 10 a.m. So that's my answer. Mm. So I'm like the opposite. Actually, weirdly, I'm a night person, but I'm a wannabe morning person. I was going to say, I didn't know you were a night person. No, I want to be a morning person so badly. So I guess my favorite time of the day is sunset because I'm obsessed with sunsets. And I just feel like that's the time that you kind of wind down and work stops and you just have some nice time. That's my favorite time. What is your biggest weakness? (laughs) I overschedule. And I know people say like, I work too hard. When I tell you like I overschedule, I spread myself so thin to a fault. And I think it comes down to my other biggest weakness, which is being a people pleaser. And I, I was just going to say that. For me or for you? For you. No, uh, for you. Yeah, I'm a people pleaser. I try so hard to please everyone. And I'm sure so many people can relate to this, but it almost becomes unhealthy when it's at the expense of your own wellness. So that's something that I'm working on, but that's definitely my weakness. What about you, Jenna? Um, my, you know perfectly described biggest weakness is I am a perfectionist Um, and I will work hours on end deep into the night even though I hate working at night to get something to be the stage of perfect that's really unattainable Um, and I think it just comes from this you know embedded judgment of myself of I need to look like everything is going swimmingly even when it's not Um, so that's something I'm definitely working on at least acknowledging and then second step of that will be correcting Mm. but um yeah that's definitely my biggest weakness okay so speaking of weaknesses Jenna what's your biggest strength Ooh, um my biggest strength is that I am incredibly dedicated to what I do and that doesn't specifically have to be one field or you know area of work I think everything that I tackle I put 110% into it mm-hmm I think for myself, one of my biggest strengths, as much as I am a people pleaser, is I am a relationship builder and I love, love, love building communities. And so for me, that ability to create these communities that I really do put so much time into and can be that person that people turn to in a time of need or in a time of stress like that for me and to be able to talk them out of it, I believe is a huge strength of mine. I find it funny that both of our strengths and weaknesses are almost like mirrored images of each other. <laughs> like what is our strength is also our biggest weakness. Yeah. I'm no, sure that is so true. For a lot of people. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think because if you're to one extreme or the other, there's always going to be, it's like yin and yang. Like they go yeah. hand in hand. It's also just how you spin it. Like, yeah, it's spin true. It can be considered a weakness, but it also can be a really big benefit of yours. Yeah. That's a really great observation, Jenna. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Very intuitive. Um, okay. Question for you. What is one thing people don't know about you? Oh, so many people don't know or don't believe that I'm actually born British. And right. I grew up, my dad, for work, we were there and we grew up, I grew up in England and then lived in Bulgaria, which is super random. People do not believe me when I say that. And then when we, we came over here when I was around five. So that means that when I was a kid, I had a British accent and now I obviously don't, but that is something that a lot of people don't believe and don't know about me. I feel like people know a lot about me. I think I, I don't think I'm an open book. I think I am pretty reserved, mm-hmm. but I guess something that people don't know about me when they first meet me is that I love working with kids. Mm. Um, I have been a camp counselor for the majority of my life. I started at the age of 11. Um, and now I currently work in a nursery school program. Um, and you know, I, I teach arts and dance and things to kids and I don't know if I'll end up doing it as my chosen occupation for life, but it's something that brings me so much joy. Um, okay, Jenna, what is your wake up ritual? Ah, so it starts with me not getting up because I always need to like, once my alarm goes off, stay in my bed for at least another 15 to 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, then I, you know, go to my bathroom, I brush my teeth. I, I wear makeup, I would say on the daily, but a very limited amount. I really only wear Mm -hmm. like mascara. Um, and then I always get a big glass of water. And that's something that I feel like I sound like such a typical, you know, lifestyle guru <laughs> when I say that. But it's a recent thing. And it's not necessarily for health reasons. It's just been that specifically in quarantine, I have become very dehydrated. Mm. I think it's just the lack of vitamin D. So I've just like craved water. Like I feel like a fish all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I do. That's, that's one. Yeah. Want I mean, me to put it? <laughs> I guess for myself, I wake up, to be honest, I'm the kind of person that sets like 20 alarms. So again, really want to be a morning person. So not a morning person, but I try to like get up. The first thing I generally do is shower and wash my face because that gets me feeling fresh for the day. And then I pretty much, I brush my teeth, obviously, because hygiene, but I pretty much go straight downstairs and make myself a cup of coffee. And that is how I become a person in the morning. I need to confess something. Oh, yes. I don't wash my face like with water and just like my hands. I think nearly as much as anyone else does. Is that weird? Wait, what do you mean? Like how often do you wash your face? I don't know. Now I feel judged. I, no, no, don't. I I'm just like, curious. Mo- I use like moisturizer and like a cleanser, like every couple of, I'll use moisturizer like every day, but like a cleanser every couple of days. And like I shower, <laughs> but I just like don't wake up in the morning and like put water on my face or like scrub up my face. And I feel like that's wrong. No, okay. But so no one can obviously see us, but Jenna has generally like very nice skin. Like, so obviously whatever you're doing is working for you, but there are people who say, 
Like I know I've seen a dermatologist and they say to wash your face once a day because you don't want to strip it of the oils. So I feel like Mm. you need to do what works for your skin. You don't want to over cleanse. I think I have to just because I naturally have oily skin, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think it's so different. So biggest takeaway from this episode, never wash your face. Not once. Dry face. <laughs> we do not recommend we that. We hate hygiene here. No. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> uh, we are fully endorsers of hygiene, especially yes, when you're yes. staying at home. Do not forget. But figure out what works for your skin and of go with course. that routine. <laughs> Okay, on that same note, what is your go-to-bed ritual and how is it different? So it changes week, not week by week, day by day, Mm -hmm. um, depending on what I have to do. But generally, again, I will wash my face for the second time of the day. So Um, weird. um, I guess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Brush my teeth, all of that jazz. Um, But I always take a moment before I go to bed to sit down and look at my computer for what I have to do the next day. And I have a daily planner where I plan out my day. And this has been an absolute game changer for me, especially being at home during quarantine, because the hours for me during the day when I'm at home go by like seconds. And before I know it, it's 9 p.m. and I literally have accomplished nothing. So if I take the mo, just like literally two minutes the night before to write out what I want to do, um, that has been a huge game changer and it allows me to feel like I've accomplished something. It puts me into that mindset. So all that fun hygiene stuff and then planning out my day, even my outfit sometimes, um, that's what I do. Um, for me, yeah. See, this is, I'm going to give you like my updated one, which is specifically my, uh, my semester's over and I have some more free time one, Mm. uh, which has included that I'm a big advocate of dessert. Uh, (laughs) I believe it should be, you know, a part of everybody's meal plan, even in some sense. And dessert can mean, you know, a, an apple, like it doesn't really matter. It just has to be something that brings you joy at the end of the night. Dessert Um, is Jenna's food group. It's like, my favorite food group, 100%. Favorite food group. Um, so you gotta have dessert. And then at this point is when I do, you know, more of my face stuff. So I will cleanse my face and things like that and take off my makeup for the day. And I've started reading. And I, weirdly in quarantine, I went through, I want to say, 10 or 11 books starting from March until now. Uh, and I was never a big reader. I wasn't much of a fan of reading, you know, in elementary school but I've just found it to be such a good decompressor. And so that has been a part of my night routine. And then of course, RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) Of course. I mean, I don't know. I may speak for only myself when I say 10 books is very impressive. I can tell you I've read a total of one and a half books. So So impressive. (laughs) Not sure what I do with my time, but I'm getting back into reading. That is (laughs) one of my goals for 2021. Yes. Okay. Now, what is a big, the biggest learning experience that you've had thus far? Hmm. Um, I think, and this is something that Sophie, I would say, was a part of for this portion of my life, but I think I've had to learn that people enter and leave your life for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that might, the reason might not be so apparent to you at the time, but I think that people serve a purpose in your life and They help you become who you're supposed to be at that specific time. Um, And so I guess I've learned that you shouldn't, you know, 
obsess over why someone was important to you at one point and is not important to you now because if you just know that everyone's playing their role and doing what they should be doing then it just as much it makes you much more comfortable with the whole process yeah no that I, I, I like I don't know that that warms my heart because as I didn't know what I was going to say for this question and then as soon as you said that it reminded me of conversation we had probably two years ago where very similar to what you said but we you told me like you are a strong believer in that everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I didn't believe that at the time. And after we talked about it, this is something that like I just fully embraced wholeheartedly and everything happens for a reason, regardless if you're a spiritual person or a religious person, things will eventually work out. And I think that's what it comes down to is that everything is temporary and discomfort is temporary. And the only way to grow is through that discomfort. So I think that's the biggest learning is like, even when something's like upsetting, and this for me is a motto is like, if it's not going to matter in five years, you like, there's no point in spending more than five minutes being upset about it. And that really that mindset and that understanding of things are temporary and you will get through it. That's been a huge learning experience for me. And it's kind of pushed me through a lot of difficult situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that Uh, we're both a part of each other's. Yeah, like I feel like I didn't we even realize. experienced that realization <laughs> when we knew each other. It's also because Jenna and I call each other like maybe three times a day and talk through things. So yes. I feel like we're a part of each other's day to day quite a bit. Which is great because I don't even know if we mentioned this, but Sophie and I don't attend the same university. Yeah. Uh, we don't attend a school in the same city. No. Um, and so, you know, we were long distance friends for quite a while. And I think we just made it work by making time for each other and being there for the important stuff, as cliche as it sounds. Yeah. On the same topic of possible long distance, what's the best date you've ever been on, Sophie? <gasps> oh, oh my God. Quickly, think. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, I-, <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Um, this may be a, everyone agrees or nobody agrees, but I currently, it is Christmas obviously, or holiday season. And a lot of the lights are up on the houses. Things are just feeling super warm and festive. And my boyfriend and I will often just get into a car, like into a car. We're not like doing anything special and drive and look at the lights. And when I tell you like those lights are like, they create magical conversations and just the feeling that you have like for me it's so simple it doesn't have to be anything and especially during COVID like that date to me was so special like I don't know those simple drives or walks those are the best dates that I'm on Mm -hmm. I don't know about you Jenna yeah um well I'm currently not in a serious relationship um but I definitely have had my fair share of both memorable good dates and some discard ones. (laughs) Um, But I would say that one of my best dates um, was in the last year I went or I was on a date with a boy and um, he, we were hanging out and he came over to my backyard and we had a fire table in my backyard and we roasted marshmallows and he made me a Spotify playlist of all the songs that he said he thought I'd like because we had shared um, you know, similar music taste. And I melted at this because this is like the 2020 version of a mixtape, like making someone a mixtape. 
which is just so thoughtful in my opinion. And that gets into like what everyone's love language is. We will totally talk about that in another episode. Um, but I mean, obviously we are not still together, but uh, he was just such a nice guy and I will always remember that. I think it was the best. I think like, I think you're going to agree with me, but COVID has totally brought us down a peg in like what to expect from relationships because it's not about, again, these are love languages. If you know what we're talking about, great. If you don't, we will talk about it Just later. you wait. Just you wait. But the gifts are great and these extravagant trips and great and, and, and dates, they're great. But at the end of the day, the relationship is about two people and their feelings for each other. And like when you are able to sit in the backyard at a social distance and still have fun and enjoy that company or like literally be sitting in a car that you've been in for the last six months, like that is when you know that it is a special date. And that's how you know, like you will go the, well, you will hopefully, or you could, you will potentially go the distance with that person. Right. And like, it's ironic because yeah, both of our best dates were technically free. We, We spent no money, you know, we weren't taken anywhere fancy, but it was just that the other person showed that they they cared and they were thinking about mm-hmm. us and that they liked spending quality time. I think that's a big thing. Quality time is a major love language for many quality people. Quality time. Yes. Yeah. All right. We will talk more about that. I feel like we could do like talk about that for another hour. A full episode. Yeah. We'll stop there for now. Um, so what is your dream country to visit, Jenna, after COVID-19, obviously? Oh, of course. Well, I'm a big traveler. I It's on my bucket list to travel. Um, and I, I think... I'm now changing my opinion. I'd love to go to Argentina. Ooh. I have never been anywhere in the realm of South America. Um, we're going into Europe, but I'd like to go to Spain. Like, I'd love that Latin culture I'm very interested in. Mm-hmm. And it's something I've never experienced. I think I'm well-traveled except for that specific region. And I'm very excited to one day do that. And mm-hmm. you? Ooh, um, so many places. Um, but number one that always pops into my mind is Greece. And um, I'd love to do, I know, my name's Sophie, like, not a huge surprise. I, like, because I grew up in Bulgaria, we used to go to Greece every weekend, but I was so young that I don't really remember and would love to go back and, like, really take it in. Um, but I'd love to do Greece and Italy together. Some people refer to it as griddly, and I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my number one on my bucket list right now. I think that's great. I agree. I'd like to come, please. Okay. What is the biggest surprise you've ever had? I guess one of the biggest, bigger surprises that I have was when my parents surprised me with a car. And like, again, it is a big one. And I think it's something that I had been asking for since I literally turned 16. And I completely acknowledge my privilege to be able to have a car to be gifted a car um at my age but it's something that I've used especially during during COVID to travel around um just between my university house and my home um but that like my parents like fully padded in the driveway and FaceTimed me and they were like look what's here and I was like huh and that was that was a very big surprise but also it's a used car yeah it's Um, not a new car let me tell you and Jeez. Sophie travels a lot for work and obviously for her education, so it just made sense. It does. But yes, it is by no means a luxury. <laughs> she did not receive a Porsche, unfortunately. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and what about you, Jenna? The best surprise I've ever had. Um, 
I've had many, I have a birthday in the summer. And so a lot of the time, you know, my sister would go away to camp or to somewhere like that. So it was always nice when like she would surprise me from coming home for that. Um, but I think also this past year, I obviously like a lot of people had a birthday in quarantine. Um, and my sister is the queen of birthday celebrations. Mm-hmm. She plans the best birthday celebrations and she organized a full social distance outdoor movie night and, and camp tie-dye session with some of my friends. And it was just like so unexpected. And I, I just, it, honestly, I said like, it was my favorite birthday I had, like even out of the ones that, you know, we had unlimited resources and could yeah. do anything with anyone. Like I loved how much effort went into it and it was so much fun. So I love turning 20. Both of us had amazing COVID birthdays. And I think that it just makes you realize who is really there for you and who's thinking of you and people like put in a little bit of extra effort to make it a, a special day. I think this year, and I know Jenna like scheduled a surprise zoom and we went on a walk. Mm-hmm. And so COVID birthdays were not the worst thing. So if yours is no. coming up, do not fret. Don't fret. It's true. Okay. So rapid fired. If you could raise one woman's closet, who would it be slash your style style icon? Um, I'm going to say Meghan Markle. Ooh. Yeah. And I, I know so I stole that good. one from you, but I am a big fan of like class, not classic, but like vintagey style, like French inspired fashion. So I would say, yeah. Meghan mm. Markle. Okay. You? I'm like torn because now that you said Meghan Markle, I'm thinking Kate Middleton because she is like everything to me Uh, but I think I have to say Jennifer Aniston because I am a diehard fan and I I love her so much and just uh, if I could have her closet I would never buy new clothes ever again right of course okay vintage or new new no I like new I like new but classy it's not like new but that's I'm not new I'm not edgy let me just put that that way (laughs) right Uh, some of my favorite pieces are vintage but I yeah. think new that's vintage inspired is just so exciting. Okay, Jenna, what did you want to do with your life at age 10? At age 10, I think I wanted to be a psychologist or an interior designer. <laughs> <laughs> I want neither of those things now. I honestly, it was all over the map. When I was 10? Oh my yeah. goodness. I can't remember. When I was 10, I'm pretty sure I still wanted to be a babysitter. Like, I was dead set my whole life on being a babysitter. And you, like, can look back on my grade one project. Everyone's like, doctor, nurse, whatever. And I'm like, babysitter. Like, those were my aspirations. And then after that, yeah, I wanted to be a doctor. But I'm pretty sure at that stage I still wanted to be a babysitter, which came true. (laughs) That's true. Uh, What is a weird food item or food combination that you like? I like celery and peanut butter. But I don't don't know if that's that's weird. weird. But I get what you're like. Some people will be like, "Ew, that's gross," but I like it too. Okay, I guess like a lot of people don't like ketchup chips, and I am. I like. I. I. I'm obsessed. Um, I am a really big fan of pickles on oh, everything. Love pickles. I would eat them alone. I would eat them with stuff. I just think they're great. Yeah. And I know that's people cringe at that, but that's how I feel. I love pickles. All right. What are three things you can't live without? Go. My family, my friends, my dogs. Easy. Next. Wow. Um, my family, my family and friends. I'm going to put that into Can't one. That, yeah. um, um, 
oh my God, probably my phone, which is so bad to say, but oh no, not my phone, my calendar, my calendar okay. that's on my phone could not live without that. And I'm like literally looking around my room because I don't know a third thing. Love. Gypsy's going to hate you. But her dog's name is Gypsy. <laughs> my dog's name is Gypsy and Gypsy's a little bit of a psycho, but she just, she doesn't like people. We love her, but she doesn't. I really love like Gypsy. Us. What a gal. What a gal. She's a wild dog. Um, okay. What is one ingredient you put in everything or on everything? I like salt. I put salt on everything. See, I was going to say paprika. Paprika? I love paprika. <laughs> Big fan. But I don't put it on everything. Like, obviously, you can put salt on chocolate and stuff. Yeah. But you can put paprika on chocolate. I don't know. I'm not a spice gal. I don't like spicy. Me neither. But if I'm going more unique than salt, I'm saying paprika. Yeah, I'm not a unique person. I I I <laughs> I, I, I eat basic. I kind of am basic. Um, yeah, basic. Salt. I like salt. Anyways, um, okay. What three people, living or dead, would you make? Would you like to make dinner for? And what would you make for them? Oh, okay. I have to think through this, and it's going to reveal a lot about me and my answer. My first person is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm. Um, my second is Michelle Obama mm. and my third is I feel like I have to keep going with the trend and so I have to think through um, what about Kamala Harris or no I love Kamala and we could go into a whole thing about that I yeah you know just because she'll fit with the conversation yeah. let's throw her in there um, mm. and what would I make them well first of all I think I need to have cocktails with them just because how fun because you're classy um, ladies. Classy bitches. Um, but in addition, I would probably make them a baked good so that they could compliment mm. me. And, and I, it, I would just be uh, of my idols, just, you know, saying I have something. I bring something to the table. Oh, that's hilarious. Yes, um, and you. Okay. So going along my Jennifer Aniston theme, these I am obsessed. I... And this is not as good as Jenna's answer, I know, and I acknowledge <laughs> that. But I would want to have dinner with Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, and I don't know, maybe Joey. But I want, like, I'd want Joey there. Not yeah, the that's fair. I'd want Joey. And I'd probably make, I'd order food. I, I gotta admit, I would order food. I'm not yeah. good at that. I don't like, know you've got to admit, that would be a fun table. That would be so much fun. And I'd meet Jen. Right. Anyway, it's not as good as Jen's answer, but it's just the way, it's just how I feel. No, still a good answer. <laughs> um, what is your biggest fear in life? Mm, failure. Mm. Ooh. That's uncomfy. Yeah, no, I, I again, I, I just don't want to fail. I feel like there's so many people counting on me, which like is probably false. I feel like I don't really know who's counting on me. I think I'm counting right. on myself. And I just don't want to get to a point in life where I'm disappointed with where I am. And I, I just feel like yeah. failure for the most part is subjective. It's true. And it's like, how can you necessarily say I failed? Because yeah, you failed according to someone's standards, but not according to others. And like, obviously there are some things like, yeah, you fail. Like if I, you know, I wanted to make, I wanted to make a fire and it wouldn't light, <laughs> you failed at making a fire. But other things are just based on how, you, how you understand it and how you accept it. And yeah, so I think that, but that's obviously a very it's general a, and recognized fear, mm-hmm. and it's valid. I, I wouldn't say I have really, like, many fears other than that. Like, yeah, I, you're yeah. fearless. I'd describe that. Thank you. 
What's your um, fear, Jenna? I fear being alone. I, I would say that I am a, an introverted person, but also a person that needs love and compassion. And I depend on a lot of people in life. And I always fear being in circumstances where I don't have someone to turn to if I need help. So I definitely fear that. You can always turn to me. Thank you so much. I'll show you love and compassion. Okay, good. Because I might just break down if not. (laughs) I'll always be here. Okay, on that note, what cause do you care deeply about? Um, First one's going to be obvious. I'm going to say women's rights. Mm-hmm. And the second one, I'm going to say indigenous rights. Mm-hmm. And you? Um, I will get into this a little bit more later, maybe. Um, but childhood cancer is a huge cause for me. Um, mm-hmm. And especially the research that goes into that and the impact that it has on the children. So, um, yeah, that's something that I've been affected. I, not me personally, but, but by extension. Yes. I've been affected by. Yeah. Very good one. Um, what is your current TV obsession? Ooh, honestly, it will be and has always been friends and grace, mm-hmm. like two staples. Um, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Yeah. What about you? Um, I've got two as well. The first one is one that I've been watching for almost a year now. It's so great. It's The Good Wife. Mm, um, I still haven't watched that. Oh, it's fantastic. Especially if you watch things like Scandal or any mm-hmm. of the like NCIS style. Like it's just very, it, oh, it grabs you. Right. Um, and then the other one is a little bit of a personal plug, but I have watched from beginning to end Grand Army on Netflix. And it is so good and it's so intriguing. And the, like, the characters in it are so fantastic. Um, it's about what it's like to experience high school and just growing up in a inner city New York style school uh, that's in the Grand Army neighborhood. Um, and it is amazing. Some, you know, Canadian talent, some American talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly recommend. I think there's only about 11 episodes, maybe even less. Yeah. And you can find it. It is. And it's, it's on Netflix. You can find yes. it there. So that... But that is a show that both of us really, really enjoyed and totally resonated with us. So oh, I yeah. would highly recommend that you go check that out. Love that. All right, Jenna, what's your favorite app? Mm. Um, my favorite app is, oh, this one's a new one. Um, it's the Rocketbook app. And I was oh. recently gifted a Rocketbook, which is basically a smart uh, notebook. So like a pen and paper notebook, but you write on it and then you scan it onto your phone and it's converted both into a PDF file and also into like a transcript of your text. So you can have it as, as editable notes. Um, and I love it. It's very cool. So I've been using my Rocketbook app a lot. My favorite app, and I think Jenna's going to laugh at me because it has been my favorite app forever, is Pinterest. Love Pinterest. It, it really is. Again, I told you guys I'm organized. I'm scheduled. Like if Pinterest doesn't fit into that, I don't know what app would. So Pinterest is by far my favorite app. So much inspiration and feel good stuff on there. What's so great about Pinterest though, is that you don't even need to be like a type A personality type to like it because it's customizable and it, it changes itself to what your interests are. Yeah. So it's it's just like everything you want your life to look like it presents to you. Oh, it's amazing. 
I also think that Pinterest is also fake news sometimes, but I can get into that another time. Right. But I love it. Anyways. Um, what is the best compliment you've ever received? Oh my goodness. I think that I have been told recently that I am a force. And yeah. for some reason that really resonated with, I don't think I'd ever been called a force before. I think I made a decision a while back to be a stronger woman and to really assert myself a little bit more and stop being passive and delicate. That does not mean that I'm not like classy. I still see myself that way, but I feel like I'm a classy boss ass bitch. And I was told that I was a force and that really like put some wind under my wings. Um, And that was the best compliment that I've ever received. You know who you are. Um, I have a similar one, which is quite funny. Um, I received this compliment from my first, one of my first bosses, uh, who was a big inspiration to me, who really, you know, taught me everything I know. Um, and he said to me once, you're a game changer. Mm. And that just like was like, honestly was so like such a good Kickstarter to, I am going to change the world. I'm going to like change the game. Yeah, ever since then, I've thought about it. If you are a game changer, it's just such a great thing to say to someone to say that you're not like everyone else. You bring something different to this world. And I think everyone brings something different, but we're not always acknowledged for that. And so that was a big one for me. I love that. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what's the most adventurous thing you've done in your life? Go. Um, I hiked a volcano. What? In Nevis, yeah, and Nevis, which is a small island off, um, off the Caribbean, um, the West Indies area near St. Kitts. It's a teeny tiny island that you can drive in about 20 minutes from end to end, and in the center of it is a big giant volcano, and I hiked it, and it was so fun and exhilarating. Wow, I didn't know that. That sounds <laughs> yeah. so cool. It's a great one. Um, the most adventurous thing I've done in my life was travel to England alone, totally like bounced from relatives' homes and pretty much took that on on my own, which was a big deal when I was 16. So yeah. Um, how would you define yourself in three words? And then the second part to this question, how would others define you in three words? Um, I would say that I am organized. I am kind and I am thoughtful. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that goes with kind, but we're going to leave it there. And then how would others describe me? I always get told um, that I'm athletic. People always say that. That's something that people see that I am, but I don't consider my, anyways. Um, I would say that people say that I'm a good friend and I would say that people say that I am. Mm, cute. <laughs> cute. She's so cute. Cute. You are cute. I feel like people say that all the time. Yeah, you have a very cute personality. I don't see myself that way. But anyways, if I'm being honest, you, you go. Um, I would describe myself as uh, empathetic, mm. driven, mm. Um, and intelligent, mm. which is a recent one for me. I never used to think of myself that way. Um, and I think others would consider me still driven, stubborn which is very accurate, um, and powerful, Mm, which I've taken from you. Yeah. I like like that one. I want to change my thoughtful because it's the same as kind. And I want to change it to ambitious because I'm an exceedingly Mm. ambitious person. 
What about like badass bitch? <laughs> How do we feel about that? I like that one. There we go. I think others um, would describe it that way. I think so. Okay, let's go quick. What's the favorite piece of clothing you own? I just opened up my closet to try to see. Um, I love clothes. I'm a big fan. Um, my favorite piece of clothing I currently own is a small, um, like, club style skirt that is this crocodile leather. I love um, that one. It's super funky and out there for me and just one of my favorite pieces from Princess Polly. Ooh, very cute. Um, I have a dress from Aritzia. It's a wrap dress that I'm absolutely obsessed with. And I know what you're talking about. Go to dress for any event. Um, I wear it all the time because sustainability, and that is my absolute favorite. Right. Um, uh, what song can you listen to on repeat? Okay, I honestly need some time to think. So Jenna, you go because I am the most indecisive person. Uh, I know right off the bat. Um, I don't know who it's by and it's going to really bother me, but put your records on. I'll sing it oh. for you so you don't, you know, girl, put your records on. <laughs> Great song. I can sing it at, you know, top volume in a car. Highly recommend. I'll try to find the artist and, and let you know next time. That is such a good choice. And here I am still thinking I am horrible with choosing <laughs> songs. Like I have playlists that I play, but I don't have like a specific song, but I will say it's not right, but it's okay by Whitney Houston is such a good song. And that would definitely be my choice. I know that took me a while to think about, but no, but it's a good it's one. It so deserves the thought. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is a superpower you would want? Transportation. Nope. Teleportation. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I would like to apologize for that moment. It was a bad moment on my part, and I know the word is teleportation. You said it I also so would like confidently. the power of transportation sometimes. As someone who doesn't drive, it would be great. That would be great so that I yeah. don't have to be her Uber driver. Wow. You go. I want to fly. I think it would just feel so good. Good one. Okay. Uh, best piece of advice you've received? The best piece of advice I have received is from you, and that is either it's good or it's over, and that has absolutely driven me through since high school, and it goes for anything. So for context, when you have something like a due date, either it's going to be good or it's going to be over, and either way you win. And Jenna, um, kind of instilled that into me. It's something I live by now. So if, whether that's a test, a presentation, a work deadline, an Instagram post, it's either going to be good or it's going to be over. And either way, you're going to be fine. What about you? Um, someone recently told me this and it really changed my mindset. It was to value the contribution you are, you provide to this earth. And I think it's just this idea again, that we all are put on this earth for a reason and we all bring something different to the table and every single person is needed in in order to make the world go round and everyone has a purpose and everyone plays a role and you need to acknowledge the fact that you are necessary in all of this and you serve such a purpose very good i like that one um what's the best advice you'd give to your teenage self um Make sure to find moments in your life for play. Um, I was a very, especially in, you know, the later years of my high school experience, high strung teen. And I 
I considered my productivity to be my self-worth and that really, you know, took a toll on me. Um, and it was only later when I realized that we, even though play is something, you know, we do from the moment we're born, we don't upkeep it until we forget how to do it. And it's so vital in our functioning and our happiness. And so even as an adult, finding moments of play and of enjoyment and, and imagination is so important. So make sure you take time to play. I think that's really good. I think that's super wise. I think I would tell myself that that people don't think about you as much as you think that they do. And that meaning that when you think that people are picking on you or commenting on what you're wearing, they're not. They're so concerned about their own thing. And I know like every mom ever says this, every mom everywhere says this, (laughs) but they're they're not worried about you they're so much more worried about themselves and growing up and like it's just an insecure time and it's okay to be insecure but to understand that it's not the world does not revolve around you I feel like so many people around our age a bit younger a bit older can benefit from having that said to them I think everyone I think everyone but that's something I'm still trying to learn uh a book that everyone should read um I have it right here and it's the seven habits of highly successful people or highly effective people. Um, I'm still currently reading it, but I, everything in there is relevant. It was written so long ago and it's super applicable things that you can do um, to help you become a more effective person. Um, Mine is called the Tao of Pooh. um, And it's basically an intro guide to what, this, what the religion and the study of Taoism is explained through Winnie the Pooh characters. Uh, and it's so good and it's so relatable. And I read it, I would say at least once a year and it's changed my life. That is so like, it's so cute. I love that they the do best. it through Winnie the Pooh. It's, um, it's so relatable. <laughs> what would you like to be remembered for? Um, my sense of compassion. Hmm. I like that one. Thank you. That's you? Good. Um, I want to be remembered as someone that you could always turn to for guidance, not even for advice, but just to be a person to vent to. Like, that's what I want to be remembered for. She was always there. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Exactly. Um, how do you define beauty? I think that you can define beauty by a person's actions and the way that they choose to interact with other people in their environment. I think that that is so beautiful. I don't think that it's about the external at all, which is something like we can go into another time, but like I have like kind of struggles with, but I think it's about the actions that people do and how they choose to be present in their space. Um, I think I would say how a person views themselves is a great way to, to define their beauty. Um, and also how a person values their, um, you know, their environment and their people and their life is a big one. Yeah. Very good. Um, okay. What do you love most about your body? Baudet. Oh, <laughs> um, we will so get into this on another episode, but mm-hmm. I, um, I think the best thing about my body, oh, I, I could still go cliche here and I'm not going to. Um, I, I'm going to go very general. I'm going to say 
my eyes. I am born into a family of dark brunettes with brown eyes, and I am a light brown <laughs> haired girl with bright blue eyes. And I hated it as a kid because it made me different and I looked like the ugly duckling, but oh, how I love to be unique now. No longer an ugly duckling, never was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I love about my body. This is maybe take it or leave it this answer. I love what my body can do for me and the ability that it has and how it surprises me every day with how far I can push it. Love that. Thanks. Um, what is your best way to take a rest or decompress? I am a huge advocate of baths. Love baths. To be honest, I wish I had a hot tub and then I would say a huge advocate of hot tubs, but I don't. So I turn to my bath and I use Epsom salts and like Bathorium has an awesome line of soaks and and bombs and whatnot. So Mm -hmm. um, they are awesome, but I love just getting all these fun little bath goodies and making a little like spa day. Yes. Bonus points if you bring wine into your bath. Oh, why wouldn't you? It just seems like a natural thing to do. I know. Um, my way to decompress is baking. Mm-hmm. Um, my house is a very fun place to be in quarantine because <laughs> I have needed to decompress a lot. And so it smells like the Pillsbury Doughboy in my house at all times. Every single time I go over to Jenna's house, I'm like force fed baked. Yes. Goods. They're like, eat it. <laughs> Cause we just love it. And it's just, it's so fun to do. It's fun to consume. It's great. It's Big, awesome. Baking is the best therapy. It is a very productive way to decompress. Yes. A hundred percent. Okay. What makes you smile the most, Jenna? The first thing that came to my mind is puppies. <laughs> That's what came to my mind. <laughs> and the second thing I would say is um, when people do small acts of kindness for each other. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's cute. I have to say babies. <laughs> babies. <laughs> babies. Like, how can you look at a baby and be sad? I don't want to say that you're a psychopath if you do that, but like, come on. Like, how? What is your hidden talent? Honestly, I feel like I'm like not that special (laughs) to have a hidden talent, but I guess that, oh, 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 never mind. I can type freakishly flat, like freakishly fast. And I don't think I think of that as a talent, like per se, but it is something that I can do and that always gets commented on. Like, even in lecture, people like look at me. I'm like, yeah, that is Mm -hmm. my talent. I think my hidden talent is that I can tap dance. (laughs) It's true. I don't do it well, but I can do it. (sighs) Okay. What, if you had a tattoo, where would it be, Jenna? Um, If I had a tattoo, it would be somewhere that's fairly subtle that I could cover up, but also show off if I wanted to. So maybe like, you know, the back of my neck or behind my ear. So when I wore my hair up, you could see it. And I would do something fairly delicate and dainty. So like a little um, star or a little flower or just something very beautiful. Hmm. I think you're excited for my answer because you know what I'm going to say. I know what you're going to say. I personally do not want tattoos. Um, Like nothing ever against them. I just, I can't even think about where I would want a tattoo because I just wholeheartedly know that I don't want one. So that's my answer. This is an easy one for us. Dogs or cats? Three, two, one. Dogs. dogs. Not in sync, but it's okay. <laughs> we have very similar favorite breeds. I am a big fan of just the classic golden retriever. Oh, yes. 
I absolutely love Portuguese water dogs. Um, a family friend has one and it is just the sweetest dog. But yeah, golden retrievers, Portuguese water dogs, labs are a huge one for me. I love pit bulls. They're my favorite. I think I am a lab. Yeah, if you were a dog, you'd be a lab. <laughs> I'd be a lab. I think, I think I'd be like a greyhound. Yeah, like the really like long but tiny, but also like you feel like you're gonna break them if you hug them too hard. Those <laughs> Jenna's ones. a greyhound. Greyhound, yeah, good one. <laughs> okay, we are huge dog lovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your spirit animal? Mine's a monkey. Yeah, that's it always has been, and always will be a monkey. I used to define myself as a deer because I thought I was very dainty. But I think I need to pick something that's that's more powerful and stronger, more of an alpha. So yeah. I'm gonna say that I'm a fox. Ooh, you know that's good. Yeah, changing my thinking. I like that. I've always been a monkey. I've always like my parents always called me little monkey. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like hyper. So it's true. <laughs> that's me. Um, best gift you've ever received. Um, my friend got me this she went to a, a person who does this small business and makes this beautiful art and she got, got me this little wall hanging that is custom yarn almost like a tapestry and it's really beautiful and I have hang, it hanging in my closet and I love it hmm, that's super cute I think it's really hard for me to pick that I think um my parents gifted me a trip to England a few years back mm-hmm. um and it was just such an, it's the same trip that I went on alone. And that was just like a completely transformative time for me. And I got to reconnect with my family over there. So that was absolutely the best gift that I've ever given or, or ever received. received, not given. I received that. Um, that was the best one. It just, it, it's something that I'll never forget. Hmm. And what is your favorite board game? Oh, I love board games. Um, I really like, I don't know if you call board games because it's more of a card game, but the game Anomia. Yeah. If you haven't tried it, try it with friends. Really fun. And so it's really fun. small, so you can take it anywhere. Yeah, that's a great game. I don't mm-hmm. have the clean version of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite board game is Scattergories. I love Scattergories. I think it is so much fun, and I am super competitive and love fast-paced, ga- fast-paced games. So I highly recommend. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite color? Mm, blue, but also pink, but mostly blue. Yellow. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did know that. Yeah. That always what's surprises your... me. Yeah, it's, it's changed a few times, but I think it always comes back to just like good, solid, strong yellow. yellow. Mm-hmm. What's your least favorite color? Orange. I, orange is growing on me. I would say like a brown. Okay, Jenna, diamonds are pearls and gold or silver jewelry. Uh, diamonds and gold jewelry. Ooh, I'm fancy. You? Mm, I'm diamonds and silver. Yep, that yeah. makes sense. No surprises there. Okay. Drugstore makeup or designer? Um, I'm gonna go off here. Well, I guess it's, I don't know if you consider a designer. I like vegan, non-comogenic makeup, so my favorite brand is Tarte, but I'm also looking for more of a, like, local brand to try out so if anyone has suggestions let me know um but I guess you can't really get that at a drugstore so right designer yeah um yeah I would say designer as well I'm a big fan of uh like makeup subscription boxes mm. uh, I use ipsy currently and they send all vegan non-gmo uh, cruelty-free products 
And so I've tried a lot of, you know, smaller brands that I just think are amazing. Um, one of my favorites is called Thrive Cosmetics, uh, cause like C-A-U-S-E, and it's amazing. Mm, super cool. Okay. Um, blow dry or air dry? Blow dry. I have crazy kinky curly hair, so I need blow dry to get it under control. Um, I generally air dry. I have totally pinned straight hair, so it doesn't really matter which one I go, but I do. Jenna and I both use a one-step hair dryer and it is it's life changing game changer like speaking of game changers it is like a brush but it's also a hair blower or a hair dryer I think maybe in the new year we've got to do like a our list of our like diehard favorite products yes so highly would recommend we've got a good one yeah and we will talk about that Pilates or yoga Pilates I like neither but I guess Pilates Yeah, I can't do yoga. I don't have the attention span for it. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee, coffee, coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. I got to say, being British, I have been like totally like (laughs) primed, is that the word, to drink Mm -hmm. tea. And I am currently drinking tea, but I will have at least a coffee and a tea a day. So they're pretty even for me. Uh, This one is your biggest hot take. And so for those who don't know, a hot take is a controversial opinion that you hold that others, if you were to mention to them, would say, what? What do you mean you believe that? So I'll give mine first, just mm-hmm. to give some context. Uh, my biggest hot take is that Kevin Jonas is the most talented of the Jonas Brothers. I stand by it. <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> what is your hot take, Sophie? I think ketchup chips are the best chips. That's a good hot take. <laughs> Many people would disagree. I know. Oh, I'm totally outing myself. Like, I'm so embarrassed of the fact that I love them, but I love them. So I'm going to create a community of ketchup chip lovers. Yep. Um, Okay. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Milk. Um, I am lactose intolerant. I guess I'll go with dark chocolate, (laughs) but I don't even know if I can eat that. So we'll go with that for now. Let's go with it. Um, Your favorite saying or your catchphrase? Mm, I have so many, but I really do. I've said it before and I almost want to give a new one, but I'm going to say it again, but either it's good or it's over. Like that has gone me through so many times and like fully full transparency. I stole that from Jenna. Jenna told that to me back in grade 10, like very young, but I like fully took it to heart. What about you, Jenna? Um, this is more just something that I say a lot and I've, it's been pointed out to me recently that I say it so much, but when I'm describing a list of something and I want to say like, and so on, or et cetera, I say, da 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 So I'll say, yeah, you know, like you've got your potato chips and your, your salt and vinegar chips, da 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 And I'll just like, I guess I'm saying dot, 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 but I say it all the time. da 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 I did not realize that you did that until you just pointed it out. You'll hear it all the time now. I know. It's like. I say it every day, yeah. Now I'm gonna start saying it. Summer or winter? I don't know. Summer, no question. I don't know. I like both. Nope. Can't stand. I think summer for me too, but I do like aspects of winter. I like the fashion in summer. I like it all. I wish winter would end after January. Then I'd yes. like winter better. I get that. I want two months, not like four. Anyways, yes. a dessert you don't like? Um, I don't like any time that someone puts a vegetable in something that's supposed to be sweet, like a carrot cake. <laughs> 
I don't like it. It's wrong. It shouldn't be in there. Stop trying to make carrot cake happen. It's not going to happen. I love but carrot cake. Do you Ew. like zucchini brownies? That's disgusting. Oh, I love it. Ew. Oh, I like it. I really don't like cheesecake. I Never love have. cheesecake. It's new for me. I don't think I like the texture of it. That's fair. Texture is a, a big turnoff for many people. Uh, a skill you are working on mastering. I am working on mastering my marketing skills. That's also what I study in school, but I am working on mastering specifically social media ma- marketing. And hopefully you saw came across this podcast due to that reason, oh, but yeah. that is what I'm working on mastering. Um, I have recently in the last semester uh, taken a, an ASL course, which is an American Sign Language course. And I've really taken to it. I really like knowing it. I think it's a great skill to have. Um, so I'm definitely going to continue to keep up that skill and improve upon it. Good work. Thank you. Can I say one more that I'm working on? Go ahead. Because it's more fun. Yeah. I'm working on running a 10K. Ooh. Um, I yeah. have before, but COVID. So long-term goal is a marathon, but we'll see. It's a good goal. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. What's the best thing to happen to you today? Um, it could be this sitting down with my best friend and recording something that we both are excited about. Yeah. Um, and my second thing was that I had a really nice snuggle with my puppy this morning. Hmm. It was great. My puppy got a bath this morning. That's always nice. Smelled good. And like, that was the best thing because she smelled really good. There's nothing better than like a freshly washed dog. Okay. What's a favorite vacation spot you've been to? Um, I'm a big fan of, I said Nevis before, but I've also been to the Bahamas um, and I think it's beautiful. I'm not a huge fan of traditionally, you know, populated tourist destinations. So even when I go to, you know, larger places, I like to find more remote regions of it. Um, So we found a very small area within, um, I'm trying to think what area of the Bahamas it is. I don't know offhand, but it was really nice. And it was just nice to live with, you know, among other people as opposed to in a resort. And I I think it's beautiful and I'd love to go back. Mm. I think my favorite vacation spot was we went to Veridere, Cuba in 2010. So Mm. we've been there since. And it has the like most stunning beach that you will ever see. Um, I love Cuba. It is stunning. Food, meh. (laughs) Beach is amazing. Um, But yeah, that was, that was a trip. I was 10 when we went and like, I'll never be able to forget the beach there. Mm. Don't know if it's still the same. Ooh, good question. Your favorite smell? Mm, I really, really, really like the smell of roses. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan roses of roses and like laundry. Love the clean smells. Mm-hmm. I would say my two biggest favorite smells are, and I'm looking at a candle right now to tell me, I really like sandalwood. Um, just the smell of like something that's oaky and just really earthy. And then I also, I've, I'm stealing this from someone, but I really love the smell of sunscreen. Mm. It's just so nostalgic and nice. I can't decide if I hate or love the smell of sunscreen. Because oh, I hate the feeling of sunscreen. <laughs> I love it. It reminds me of just vacations, but also summer and, and cleanness. Oh, I think it's great. 
Mm, those are good. Yeah. Um, hugs or kisses? I've been told I'm not very affectionate, <laughs> but I think if I had to choose, I would pick hugs. And you? I like hugs. Thanks. I think that they're just so warm and cuddly and... You know what? Mm. We haven't given a lot of hugs in this last yeah. half a year, so... Or kisses. I, or kisses, is true. <laughs> so I think we're going to have a higher appreciation of both of them. To be honest, I am like a wholehearted hugger. And that's been so hard for me when I see people that I love, like at a social distance, obviously, but it's been so hard not to be able to like embrace them, especially when it's your own family. That's been a struggle. Sophie. Yeah. I don't think we've ever hugged each other. Yes, we have. You hugged me on my birthday. I did? Yeah, we hug all the time. I don't remember us hugging. We're, we love each other. Oh, so much. But I just don't think we're the kind of people that like embrace. Not really. No, but we did hug on my birthday. That's nice. I'm glad you remember that. I remember it because both of us were like, can we hug? Because it was May 2nd and it was a pandemic. We should start hugging more. We should. I like that idea. Sounds good. Um, If you made a documentary, what would it be about? I personally think it would be about um, like adolescent growing up and I don't think that there's enough attention to kids who are in middle school or high school who are going through really tough stages I think that it's often overlooked but their struggles are very real struggles um and I think it'd be really interesting to see a piece into their world because they're often overlooked have you seen the film seventh grade no it's fantastic we should watch together it's basically just about how awkward and you know personality developing the seventh Mm -hmm. grade is I want to see that. We should watch that then. What about Um, you? I would make a documentary about me, but if it (laughs) wasn't about me, it would probably be about like uh, world leaders in the past that didn't get enough recognition. Mm. Yeah. I can see you doing that. Yeah. Um, I just like to to talk about the little guys. (laughs) (laughs) What's the last piece of content that you consume that made you cry? Oh, I don't know why I do this to myself, but I often will search up videos of um, soldiers coming home and I bawl like a baby. I don't know why. Oh, those are, those are like, some of them are sad, but some of them are happy. And I just, I I cry for both reasons though. Like, I know. And it's just, oh, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, you can just search like a compilation and it. (laughs) You will just, if you need a good cry. Don't watch just one. Watch them all. Watch them all. It's true. (laughs) That one is like a definite, you know, will make you cry type of content. Um, I cry at everything. Like we can be sitting here watching a TV commercial about nothing and I'll start crying. I am a crier. I will admit it. Um, But I think I watched like a proposal video or it was a gender reveal, one of their two. And I cry every time. I watch them when I go to sleep at night. I cannot tell you why, but they're just so wholesome. Yeah, I agree. Um, lipstick or lip gloss? Chapstick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's true. I, I would say lip gloss definitely over lipstick, but very, like, very subtle. I don't really use any color. It's very generally, like, pink or a chapstick. I agree. I'm a big fan of the dewy look rather than like matte and painted on your face. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, sweet or savory? Sweet, 100%. Why do I have to choose? Why can't it be sweet and savory? I like sweet Good and point. salty. 
I like, yeah, the combination together. Again, I put salt on everything. <laughs> True. Um, your girl crush. Oh my goodness, do I have to say it again? Jennifer Aniston. Oh, right. I love her. I mean, it, I don't know if I have to choose another one. But it would probably no. be with Reese her, Witherspoon. Her. But they're similar-ish. Yeah. You have a type. <laughs> I do. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, those are my gals. Um, I would say that mine currently is Sydney Sweeney. Um, she's from Euphoria. She's beautiful and a really great actor. So if you haven't searched her up, check out her Instagram. Love it. Um, Who, your go-to for having a good laugh. Oh, this could be, I guess, a person or just like a thing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say my grandma. I have the cutest grandma in existence. Um, and she is just uh, like, anytime I talk to her, I, I'm almost guaranteed that I will be like on the floor laughing just because she is so naturally hysterical. So my grandma. Yeah. I think my go-to for having a good laugh would be my little cousins. They are literally the light of my life. Um, and they, they're always developing and saying new wild things that you'd never expect like a four and six year old to say. Um, yeah, they're hilarious. Yeah. Are you a caller or a texter? I'm a caller. I'm a caller. I'm not great with text. I feel like I get busy and then it gets buried and then I, I think it's easier to put off than a call. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. We call a lot. We do call a lot. Um, who was the last person you called? Well, I'm looking at my history now, and besides you, <laughs> yeah. it was my friend Kaylee. Aw, mine was yes. my mom. No, it was my boyfriend. <laughs> it was either going to be my mom or my boyfriend. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you could switch lives with someone for a day, who would it be? Hmm. As much as I love Jennifer Aniston, I don't know if I'd want to switch lives with her. Such a hard question. It is. I don't really want anyone else's life. I think that's okay. Yeah, I think that is okay. Is it okay? Like, I don't want I think to switch nice. lives. I think that it's good. Like, I think that, again, like, we're 20. We have our whole lives ahead of ourselves. I don't really feel like I'm on a stage where I want to switch with anyone. And I think it doesn't mean that, you know, our lives are ideal or perfect or anything like that. It just means that we recognize that no one's life is like that. And everyone's life comes with hardships. We also recognize that we have a lot of privilege um, to be the people that we are. So with that acknowledgement comes the fact that, I don't know, I feel like I'm happy in the space that I'm in right now. And I'm excited to see who I'm going to become, I guess, with my future self. Yeah. I'd like to see where I'm going. I'd like to switch places with my childhood self. Mm. That would be interesting. Okay, Jenna, uh, second last question. What are you the most excited for about in this time of your life? Well, again, that's a tricky question because it's very easy right now to lack optimism and just see, you know, (laughs) the negatives that are thrown at us. But I'm going to do my best to be optimistic. And I'm going to say I'm very excited to... Um, reach a point in my life where I'm finishing my undergraduate degree and I am getting to try all different things and different jobs and different hats, wear different hats and see what sticks and what I like. Yeah, I think, like you said, I'm excited for like this pandemic to be over. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think 
I'm most excited about becoming an impactful person um, in the space that I'm in and really working hard to get to a career that I really enjoy um, and that doesn't feel like a job. That and like dog ownership. Yeah. And I mean, we're both excited for this podcast. Like we're excited to see where it could go and what it could do. Exactly. And that being said, like we want to do something that we're passionate about that we enjoy. And like, this has been so much fun to do. Um, I speak for the both of us when I say that, but um, yeah, super excited to see where this goes and hopefully looking back on this episode. um, Right. Years later. (laughs) Um, Last question. I can't believe we've made it. Uh, And to be completely transparent with all of you, it is 74. If you were counting along, we couldn't cut it down anymore because we just liked all these so much. So um, I am going to end it off by asking you, Sophie, what is your affirmation for today? My affirmation for today is that I have an impact and I can influence my outcomes and my actions. Mm -hmm. How would you describe affirmation? Because I was kind of describing it different. To me, an affirmation is something that I say in the morning or throughout the day that sets myself up for success or something that I want to be true. So when I say that, like I'm affirming the fact that I have, am an impactful person today and that I do have the control today to um, influence the outcomes of my actions. So I can choose to be sad that the weather's pretty shitty right now, or I can do this with you and make it a really great day. I guess an affirmation is, is kind of similar to like manifesting. I love manifesting. Ugh. Um, <laughs> you could hear the discussion. Uh, my affirmation for today is I am going to take a restful day today and I'm going mm. to read a lot and I'm going to rest a lot and I'm going to smile a lot today. Can't guarantee it will happen, but I will do my damn best. You have the control to try or the ability to try. Love it. Believe it or not, we made it to the end. Oh my goodness. And I mean, it was so fun for us and I hope it was fun for you. I hope you now, after hearing all those questions, feel a little bit closer to us and that's just going to develop over time. Um, not every episode is going to be like this. Obviously the other ones might be a little more you centered. This one was more about just letting you get to know who we are deeply. Um, but I mean, by the end of this, I got really excited about where this could go. Me too. Yeah. I also think it's really cool. Like Jenna and I, we, as we said, have been friends for so long and there was things that we both said and both of us were like, huh? Like what? Really? And so it's kind of fun that you you know the people closest to you, but there's always things to learn about each other. And so that was really fun for us as well. But like Jenna said, um, this podcast, like we have a plan for it, but we also want it to be super, super valuable for you guys. Um, and so it's going to grow and form and meld with you to kind of what you're struggling with right now, as well as what we are. So if you reached the end of this point, and I mean, kudos to you, because it yeah. was a pretty long one. You liked any aspect of it, whether that be, you know, the content we talked about, the style, even just you like listening to our voices. Absolutely. We're going to ask that you subscribe to this, like it, send it to your friends. We're going to do our very best to release as much content as we can for you. Um, we have social media accounts that will also be linked. Yeah, we'll link them in the show notes, but you can find us on all platforms at my 20 somethings 
podcast um and you can give us a follow but be sure to rate the podcast when you finish listening today because that will really help us out yeah and give us feedback whatever you want more of or less of will help us you know set our tone for this because again we're just in the beginning we're just developing and we're so excited to hear from you what you want from this because at the end of the day it is for you this is your content yeah um, exactly thanks for listening to us today we can't wait you know to talk about more stuff soon have a great day bye guys bye